Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Devils snapped their seven-game losing streak, dominating the Montreal Canadiens. Can I get a hallelujah, 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 hallelujah? I am so glad. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I am breaking down a Devils win. Let's see if I remember how to do this. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I was very prepared to take this episode into a different direction. So if you guys have missed the last handful of episodes, if you haven't been paying attention to the New Jersey Devils, well, guess what? You've been doing yourselves a favor. Or if you're just completely zoned out with what's going on in New Jersey, the Devils prior to this game were on a seven-game losing streak. I know I'm tired of breaking down every New Jersey Devils loss because it's pretty much the same thing and I'm tired of repeating myself. Poor goaltending, poor defense, or maybe some of our offensive players just aren't there from a rhythm standpoint. I talk about like Nico Heizer. I talked about just overall we don't really have the depth defensively, especially with Dougie Hamilton still out and not traveling with the team. Mackenzie Blackwood is still out and not in between the pipes for the New Jersey Devils, so we don't really have that many options when it comes to finding a person in net. So overall, it's just the same thing over and over after each loss which is bad goaltending. We lost this game after period number one. And I'll tell you guys, I saw this uh, trend on Twitter just a little bit. Someone put up a hypothetical trade scenario about maybe Nico Heizer going to the Montreal Canadiens for Cole Caulfield. And I was just like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That is so stupid. It's so stupid to the point where I didn't even want to make a silly season discussion. I didn't even want to entertain it. But at the same time, it's just like, if the Devils lose, I'm tired of breaking down the loss. So I need to find something else to talk about. That's what I did in the last episode. Because I talked about Jack Hughes, I talked about the COVID situation, I talked a little bit about Jack Hughes appearing in the All-Star Weekend Festives because, like I said, I'm tired of breaking down Devils' losses, especially to a team like the Ottawa Senators, which, by the way, you know, is also a young team, but that's a, a game that we should win. So, uh, th- that didn't happen. The New Jersey Devils woke up in Montreal, and uh, as they say in French, Je suis la fille en feu, mad de la miséricorde. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me try that again. Let me try that again. I'm sorry. I, I said I am the girl on fire, mother of mercy. So let me try that again. Je suis la garçon en feu, mad de la miséricorde. The Devils were on fire, mother of mercy. They they woke up on the right side of the bed because they blew out the Montreal Canadiens by a score of 7-1. to one. Michael McLeod had two goals. Uh, John Gillies was fantastic in between the pipes. Nico Heizer was able to get a goal. Thomas Tatar and P.K. Subban returned to their old stomping grounds. Overall, it was a great team win for the New Jersey Devils. Us being shorthanded still, like I said, we're missing Dougie Hamilton. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing Mackenzie Blackwood. We're missing a whole platter of players. But at the same time, we stepped up to the plate and we were able to beat one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. So, My overall reactions to this win is that this is what the Devils are supposed to do against teams like the Montreal Canadiens. 
You're supposed to beat them like this. You're supposed to do this to the Arizona Coyotes. You're supposed to do this somewhat to the Ottawa Senators. You're supposed to win these, like, I, I don't want to say the term gimme wins ever again because at this point, no win is ever a guaranteed win for the Devils organization. But these are the games you're supposed to win, and this is how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to foot, put your foot on the gas pedal, not look back, and absolutely thrash them despite not having the players to compete and just be at full strength. Because like I said, if Jack Hughes was to go onto the Cobra protocol, now's the time to do so because we played the Ottawa Senators, we played the Montreal Canadiens on back-to-back days. And, uh, you know, with all the respect to those organizations, they're not really good. They're not a team that you fear. It's not a team that you have circled on your calendar. And plus, it's really hard for some of the Canadian teams, unless you're the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers to an extent, it's kind of hard for some of these Canadian teams to stay in rhythm because obviously their government is very strict on COVID procedures. We've seen a lot of their games get postponed so you know some of these Canadian teams are mightily struggling just because they can't really get into a rhythm but that's a discussion for another time so I'm glad that the Devils got this win but my question is why can't you do this against like you know against the Arizona Coyotes why can't you do this against the Ottawa Senators because these are the games you're supposed to win and we wouldn't be in this situation I get it some things just aren't going your way Mackenzie Blackwood being hurt Dougie Hamilton getting hurt by accident wrong place wrong time Jack Hughes going on to the COVID protocol can't do anything about that I thought the NHL changed up their COVID procedures but I I guess it wasn't in in effect at the time when Jack Hughes tested positive for COVID maybe it's it's changed now but overall very glad that the New Jersey Devils got this 7-1 victory uh their record is now 16 26 and 5 and the canadians are 8 30 and 7 so like i said this was supposed to be a gimme win for the new jersey devils i say that in quotation marks because like i said no win is a guaranteed win for the devils organization but at the same time i am certainly not going to complain so the devils end their seven game losing streak and the montreal canadians extend their losing streak to seven. So one team snaps their seven game losing streak and another one just extends their seven game losing streak. So overall, great team effort from the New Jersey Devils. We saw a few players step up that really needed to step up because, you know, we saw the McLeod line uh, basically do wonders. Mikey McLeod was pretty much the glue piece. He was the leader of this game. And that's actually kind of surprising because, you know, we don't really see that too often from Mikey McLeod from an offensive standpoint. We know that Mikey McLeod loves to step up his game. He doesn't take any prisoners. He's sort of like a poor man's version of Miles Wood. Man, missed that guy mildly. But still, it's just like we, we don't really expect that from McLeod. Pavel Zaka, I've been talking about him. Not so good in the last few episodes just because I just said that he could be possibly on borrowed time for the Devils organization. Trade value has gone down, but maybe it's the time that you try to trade him, see if you can put out any feelers because there's no guarantee that he's going to continue to do what he's doing and Ryan Graves also got to give love to Ryan Graves, Severson, Smith, White, all those guys because they were able to contribute as well. Ryan Graves during this recent losing streak um, he, he's been a silent but deadly impact for the Devils organization. He also, if I recall correctly, I think he leads our team in blocks. So, you know, don't sleep on Ryan Graves and his overall production. So, you know, for some of the games that the Devils struggle in, Ryan Graves is usually the one who picks up the pieces for the Devils, and it, it just doesn't show up in the box score. So congratulations to uh, Ryan Graves. And now let's talk about Dawson Mercer for a second, shall we? Because Dawson Mercer was also able to get a goal in this game. And guess what? That is his first goal since New Year's Eve. Uh, 2021. So it has been about 15 games since Dawson Mercer has scored a goal. And the thing about Dawson Mercer is it's not like he's like gone silent. Well, yeah, he's gone silent, but it's not by his choice. It's not like he's 
just uh, playing passively. Based on what I'm seeing, Dawson Mercer just has a whole lot of bad luck. Like, he's gotten good shot opportunities. Unfortunately, it just doesn't find the back of the netting. And whatever goaltender he faces, they just stymie him. So, like, Dawson Mercer has had a few golden opportunities in between those games from December 31st to now to score. Unfortunately, it just doesn't find the back of the netting. So, uh, like, I, like I say in my broadcast, there's hundreds and hundreds of different forms of releases. But at the same time, when the puck leaves your stick, it's pretty much 50-50 whether it goes in or not. It Like, like I said, goes in or it doesn't. So, for Dawson Mercer, it just didn't go in. And the one thing I say about Dawson Dawson Mercer is just keep shooting because he had four shots on goal this game, which was most for the Fords uh, in tonight's matchup. Siegenthaler had four shots on goal. Uh, he had a plus minus, a plus two. So the one thing I always say about the Devils is just keep shooting because good things happen when you keep shooting. Okay, so uh, should the Devils be preparing for the playoffs? I am just kidding. I am just easing you guys in to the first live read this morning because it comes from Primal Origin Oils, and we all know that you know players like to grow out their beards for playoff time, so just easing you into the first live read. So do you have a beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet primal origin oils makes bombs oils and whips butters that are renowned as the best feel-in beer products available all products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the good old us of a the combo kits make a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself you'll be glad you did so i, I have a beard it's happy it's healthy it's never failed me once and uh, i use primal origin oils whether i grow it out whether i just keep the stubble whatever the case might be my beard is always thanking me for using primal so we know that every company claims to have the best but primal origin oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other products you've used we promise you will see and feel the difference remember the use the code locked on gets you 20 percent off at primaloriginoils.com again use the promo code locked on at checkout for 20 percent off and now the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.net remember i said this last week they changed up their web address betonline has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the super bowl and the big game is just in a couple of days BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. I am really looking forward to betting on some uh, NASCAR drivers because the Daytona 500 is next week. BetOnline, where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked on Bets for uh, uh, more betting needs. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so the Devils, like I said at the beginning of the show, and for any of you who saw the game, came out victorious by a score of 7-1. to Now, what does this mean for the New Jersey Devils? Well, I'm here to say it right here, right now. You guys know I'm usually one of the more optimistic Devils news personalities. I usually try to keep a positive mindset. I usually say when they're down, they're not fully out. Well, here's the thing. This game means absolutely zip, zero, nothing to them. I, I hate to be the bad guy in this instance, but this win means absolutely nothing for the Devils organization because, like I said, these are the games you're supposed to win. And I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils were able to snap their, what, six-game or no, seven-game losing streak. Wow, it's even worse when I say it out loud. But it's just like, 
um, you know, th this game doesn't really mean anything to them because, like I said, these are the games you're supposed to win. And the fact that it's taken them this long to finally get this gimme win that I've been talking about going up against like the Coyotes, going up against um, uh, the Senators or maybe going up against like, you know, mediocre teams like the Stars and Kings. I'm just like, you know, you got to win those games because we saw what happened in Toronto Maple Leafs two game series. We saw what happened against the Lightning. It's like, you know, you can compete all you want, but they're going to exploit those small mistakes. So overall, um, you know, it doesn't really change much for the New Jersey Dells organization. So here's the thing about John Gillies. I'll give credit when credit is due because I'm pretty sure I crapped on John Gillies during his last outing. So I'll show John Gillies some love in this game because John Gillies uh, saw 31 shots and he had 30 saves, giving him a save percentage of 968. So the thing about John Gillies is that um, it, it's still the same situation for our goalies, which is it's pretty much flip a coin and it, you don't know who you're going to get. Are you going to get a good outing from our goalies? Are you going to get a mediocre outing? Whatever the case might be. But John Gillies, you know, he had a good performance, but we can't just keep relying on uh, John Gillies. We got to find something uh, somewhat consistent behind him because, like I said, I don't know how much longer Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be out for. Don't have an official word on that. But overall, slowly but surely, I think the Devils are coming back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Please take what I just said with a grain of salt because it is just very, it's just a little bit, nothing much, nothing to write home about. But at the same time, I'm glad that we were able to get this win, but we are still struggling mightily. And it's, and this is the second time this year that we've gone on a six plus game losing streak. So I'm just saying, like, you know, th these are the games you're supposed to win. These are the games I was hoping the Devils could win. I would have loved to say that this game against the Canadians would have been a gimme win. But at this point, I, I just didn't know what to believe. And, but at the same time, I'm glad that they were able to finally get a win for the first time in like forever and no i'm not trying to throw out a frozen reference so anyway how do we stack up in the metropolitan division well here's the thing guys um we're only one point behind the islanders and flyers so they have 38 points we have 37 points and the blue jackets have 43 points and we actually have to play the blue jackets um i'm not sure when but it's going to be one of our upcoming matchups so there's something to circle right there but it's just like you know, we could actually, theoretically, if we're able to go on just a small game win streak, I'm just trying to keep my expectations very, very modest. I'm not trying to jump the gun on anything. I'm just trying to, you know, like I said, keep the expectations modest. The New Jersey Devils could actually move up a couple of positions in the Metropolitan Division. I get we're in last place, but we're not in the situation like the Montreal Canadiens are in because the Canadiens, if you look at the Atlantic Division, they're actually in dead last. And that's no surprise. Like I, like I told you guys earlier in the show, I told you their overall record. They are 12 points behind the Sabres for second to last place. Whereas the Devils, we're literally just a couple points behind uh, the Islanders and Flyers from going ahead of them. So they have 38 points. We have 37 points. So we're in last place in the Metropolitan Division, but by no means are we like, you know, the worst team out there, or I guess we are currently. But keep in mind, the Flyers, they went on like what, like a 13 or 14 game losing streak not too long ago. They went on a lengthy losing streak earlier in the season as well. So the Islanders got off to a very slow start. In fact, it took them a while for them to uh, finally get their first home win of the season at their new place. And uh, it was at the hands of the Devils, but still that's uh, beside the point. Overall, like the Devils, Devils were just in a funk right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but hopefully this is just a wake-up call for them and just showing that they could potentially play better. I'm almost, I, I am also glad that Thomas Tatar was able to have somewhat of an impact in this game because, like I said, he and P.K. Subban returned to their old stopping ground. Tatar was able to get a goal this game, and like I said, I've been talking a lot about Tatar saying that he has his moments, and I'm glad that he had a, a moment in this game.
this game because, you know, former Montreal Canadian led them in scoring a few years ago. I expected big things from Tatar, but he's been a little inconsistent, just to put it nicely. And then when looking at P.K. Subban, he didn't have, like, a goal or assist in this game, but he had a plus minus up plus two. He also had a block to go along with it. So, overall, I'm glad that uh, P.K. Subban and also Thomas Tatar were able to contribute. And now let's talk about Jesper Boquist for a second because he, too, was on that same line as Mikey McLeod. And Alex Javansi even tweeted out saying that even though it is the Montreal Canadiens, Mikey McLeod's line had a fantastic showing. And it really does show because Mikey McLeod was able to get two goals this game. You don't really expect that much from uh, a line like Mikey McLeod because their job is to just, like, play both sides of the rink and just be two-way enforcers. Their job is not to generate the offense, but Mikey McLeod able to get two goals this game. Uh, you know, that's something we won't really see too often because, like I said, Mikey McLeod, when you think of him, you don't really think of a, of a goal getter. So, overall, uh, great showing for Mikey McLeod, but let's, uh, like I said, let's talk about Jesper Boquist for a, a second. So, the, the thing about Jesper Boquist, guys, and I, I said this before the season even started, I said that he's kind of on borrowed time because I just don't feel as though he can contribute um, anything to this roster anymore. I just feel as though the experiment with him has failed. I, I just feel as though I, I don't really see much from him. And overall, you know, he was able to get a goal, get an assist, get two points, and he had a plus minus a plus two. So, you know, I can't really fault him for that because that actually is going to bump his total up to um, nine total points because now he has three goals and he has uh, six assists of the season. But at, at the same time, it's just like I'm glad that he's, um, you know, having his moments similar to Thomas Tatar. But um, am I going to be as harsh on him as I have been in previous episodes? No, because, you know, he's starting to show just a little bit of signs of maybe improvement. But at the same time, I don't want to jump the gun on anything. Like I said, uh, for any of my uh, loyal listeners who've been with me for a long period of time, first and foremost, thank you. But at the same time, it's just like, you know what I think about Jesper Boquist. But at the same time, like I say a lot on this show, got to give credit when credit is due as Boquist is able to get his career high this season. And we're just a little more than halfway done with with the season so far. So uh, like I said, nine total points. His career high was actually last season when he had seven. But overall, I'm just like, okay, the fact that he was able to get nine points in less game appearances, that is somewhat of improvement. And albeit, you know, it is taking a lot of players to be out and scratch for the New Jersey Devils for him to do it. But got to give credit when credit is due. I know it's a backhanded compliment, but I still stand by what I say about Boquist. But, you know, he's showing some signs of improvement. But uh, overall, just a great showing from Mike and McLeod because they're known as the energy line. Can't wait for Miles Wood to come back, whether it's late in this season or next season, to really uh, put it all together once again because if you guys recall uh, Miles Wood's line was the most consistent line for the Devils last season even though they were supposed to be a bottom six line they were playing as most as like some of the top six uh, players out there on the ring so I can't wait for Miles Wood to come back and, and contribute whole much more and take it to another level for this uh, line showing. Okay, so like we do on every post-game recap, I'm going to compare stats and I'm going to give you guys my final thoughts. So shots on goal differential, 34-31 to 31 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Face-off percentage, 51% to 49% in favor of the Devils as well. Canadians had three power play opportunities and they capitalized on none of them. Devils had two power play opportunities and they were able to capitalize on one. Uh, hits, 21-11 to 11 in favor of Montreal. Blocks 15 to 8 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, the Devils led in that department 18 to 9. So, when looking at this game for the Devils, like I said so much uh, in this episode already, this is a game that they are supposed to win. Glad that they got the victory. Was not a close game. 
uh, the, the key for them was to not collapse in the second period because according to Robert Inca Jr. of North Jersey, former guest of the show, he said that even though the Devils were up 2-0, he by no means was going to just mark up the easy win for the Devils just because they have a history of just collapsing in period number two. There, there have been uh, so many examples this season in which the Devils lead after period number one, but period number two is what their Achilles heel is, and the Devils did not disappoint in period number two. They were able to outscore the Montreal Canadiens 3-1, to and then they scored two more goals in period number three, and it bumped the total up to 7-1. to Embarrassing showing for the Montreal Canadiens, I might add, but still, you know, the, the, it puts things into perspective because this is how the Devils have been playing, so, uh, you know, the fact that uh, we, we had a similar game to the Toronto Maple Leafs, it feels so good to be on the other side of the spectrum in this case and just see, like, what a dominating performance looks like and just how disappointing or just, like, slaughter fast it could be to uh, the opponent. So, overall, the, the Devils, like I said, able to capitalize on a power play uh, thanks to Pavel Zaka. Uh, they, they killed off three uh, power play opportunities for the Canadians. Didn't really give them a chance to win. Didn't collapse in period number two. They let up one goal, but I don't think that's that big a deal. John Gillies, like I said, was able to make 30 saves. So, there's that. So, when looking at this game overall for the New Jersey Devils, I am going to give them... Oh boy, huh? this is going to be tough. I don't want to give, you would think I'm going to give them an A, but I'm not going to give them that because like I said, this is a game you're supposed to win. And keep in mind, it's like they were on a, well, on a seven game losing streak entering this, um, a- a- entering this game. So it's just like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a game you're supposed to win. It- it- it's sort of like, you know, you-, you failed so many tests and your parents tell you to step it up and you finally do. And, you know, they're not really going to reward you for that, but I-, I, not in my household at least. So if I was to fail like three tests in a row and my parents say, you better step up. Otherwise there's going to be a drastic change to your overall life cycle. So whether it's like take away TV privileges, take away friend privileges, whatever the case might be, you know, now I'm forced to step up and I actually uh, buckle down and I I have the best test ever. They're not really going to reward me for that. They're just going to be like, okay, we'll we'll ease back for right now. But just so you know, we, the expectations for you are somewhat higher now. So I'm not going to give them an A because I feel like that would be rewarding bad behavior. So I'm going to give the Devils, and this is going to be a little controversial to some of you. I'm going to give them a B minus, not because of how they play, but just the overall narrative leading up into this game. Because once again, the Devils on a seven game losing streak, and it's just like we had to get our win somehow, some way. And this is one of the worst teams in the NHL. These are the games. You're supposed to win. Like it's like what you're supposed to do in life. You know. Okay. So yeah, you won the game, but at the same time, it's uh, sort of like an empty feeling for me, just because we're supposed to have done this a while ago. Why did it take so long to finally dominate against a lesser team of our caliber? So I'm just saying, like that's my overall thoughts for the game. I'm proud of the New Jersey Devils, but at the same time, it's just like the overall narrative. And I'm I'm going back to my analogy of uh, of testing in school, which is you do poorly on your first few tests. Your parents uh, realize, they tell you to step up, otherwise there's going to be serious consequence. You finally do. And, um, you know, are they going to reward you? I know my parents wouldn't in that instance because, you know, it's just like you're supposed to do well. So, you know, do well. So that's my overall uh, final thought for the New Jersey Devils. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think about this overall game? What did you think about the overall showing from the New Jersey Devils? And uh, what do you think this means for them? For me, I don't think it means much for them. But the fact that they finally snapped their seven-game losing streak, uh, you know, is, is good for me. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.